Hello and welcome to the One Hope Podcast, where faith and life connect. A podcast done by One Hope Church in Gig Harbor, Washington. Enjoy! Hey One Hope Church and One Hope Friends, Peter here, continuing our Bible reading podcast. Uh, We're actually entering into uh, the second half of uh, season four. As we've been going through uh, the Minor Prophets, uh, this season taking one of the 12 Minor Prophets each week, and really landing on a central theme of each Minor Prophet. And this week we come to the book of Nahum, uh, which as we looked at in the sermon this morning at One Hope Church is really, you could call the book of Nahum, Jonah Part 2. For it is another prophet who's raised up to speak a word of judgment to Nineveh. Uh, Nineveh was the capital of the hated, fierce, violent, brutal uh, empire to the north called the Assyrian Empire, the first truly great empire in human history. And they were set apart from every other empire before them, and maybe even since, as being one of the cruelest, most brutal of of any um, people group. And, and so God raised up uh, Jonah first uh, to proclaim a message of destruction and judgment upon Nineveh, and they repented. And so God relented. He had mercy. But now here we are a hundred years later, and that repentance, though genuine for the Ninevites, uh, was short-lived and maybe lasted only a generation, if that, and they're back to the brutality and it's really, again, as a result of the brutality and this incredible army they had, they were uh, they came to really the, the height of their power and uh, the furthest extents of their borders as we kind of enter into the kind of end of the 7th century BC. And it's at that time, about 100 years after Jonah, that God raises up another prophet, Nahum, to also proclaim a word of judgment upon Nineveh. This time, though, Nineveh does not repent, and so God brings his wrath upon the Assyrian Empire and the the capital city of Nineveh in particular. And the words of Nahum that God is going to completely wipe you out, his wrath is going to completely sweep you away, that nothing will be left of Nineveh, comes true. Like within maybe 15 years or so of Nahum being written, uh, the city of Nineveh is indeed, in 612 BC, totally destroyed by a coalition army of the Babylonians and the Medes. And so the book of Nahum, it's, it's really all about this pronouncement of judgment upon uh, the Ninevites and the Assyrian Empire. And so it's not a fun read. It's, it's, it's really all about the wrath of God. And so easy to find the theme of this once the wrath of God is the theme of the book of Nahum, uh, particularly upon the city of Nineveh. But um, what I'd like us to do as we kind of explore this, and we did this a little bit this morning at One Hope, but we'll continue to do it in our week's readings, and and maybe our podcast can explore this too, is just to really, you know, we don't like to talk about the wrath of God. It's just not a fun topic, but, um, um, but I think it's good for us to take this week because it's so prevalent in the theme of Nahum, to really wrestle with this whole concept of God's wrath, his, that he's got a vengeance of punishment. And you know, we, it, it's a tough one. We all wrestle, many of us, I wrestle with that, that, those pictures, those passages in the Old Testament in particular, but in the New Testament too, that speak of God's judgment and wrath. 
And how do we reconcile that with the fact that we know that God is a good, loving, kind, merciful, graceful God? And so that was kind of the focus of the sermon. We're going to just continue to explore that that uh, dichotomy. Is like, how do we reconcile the wrath of God with the love of God, his severity with his kindness? Paul in Romans 11 says, Behold the kindness and severity of God. Uh, he's both, and, and that's in the New Testament. I mean, it's 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 not just that he's like a God of wrath in the Old Testament and becomes a God of love in the New Testament. No, we can see examples in both the Old Testament and the New Testament, both of them affirm God's love and forgiveness and mercy, and both of them affirm God's judgment and wrath being poured out as well. And so that's what we want to focus on. Let's wrestle together this week with how are we to understand the wrath of God, the sternness of God, his His severity, and so some of the passages that we're going to read kind of have to do with um, maybe not so much his judgment as in um, final punishment on Judgment Day, but more just to do with the fact that he's he's a stern, good father who's going to discipline us for our good and, and that he will not coddle us and he really um, does want us to grow. And, and so he's going to do hard things in our life and bring judgment in various ways and consequences for our sins because he is a consuming fire and he wants to burn away the chaff. And so there's that piece of it. But then there's also some other passages we look at that does seem to imply that we there needs to be a little bit of fear and trembling because if we don't continue in faith and, and reject him through unbelief, we can fall away from that place of safety uh, in his arms because we've left his arms. He, he doesn't kick us out, but but we can leave through unbelief. There's passages that would seem to suggest that. And so that's something else we want to kind of wrestle with a little bit, um, those passages. And, and yet, ultimately, uh, we do have the gospel coming forth in many places that speak how Jesus is the one who who absorbed the wrath of God upon himself. And so we are saved, we're forgiven, we don't need to be afraid of God. Uh, he has. We don't need to be afraid that he's going to lash out with his wrath if we know that we've been forgiven through Jesus. And so, and yet we're still to have fear and trembling. Uh, to assume, we're still to fear God as well and revere him and not treat him in a trite manner. He is the living God of the universe. And so, those are kind of the questions. How are we to approach God? In in the the, the the fact that He is a God of justice and holiness, and uh, and and just the wrath of God in one sense is is just His holiness coming in contact with our sin, and so He's not going to treat our sin lightly, and and yet He is the God who forgives and has mercy and loves to forgive, loves to have mercy, and ultimately who paid the price for our sin through Jesus. So um, just want to wrestle with that that question. How do we balance that? How do we reconcile the fact that God is both a God of wrath and a God of love at the exact same time? What does that mean? What does this wrath mean? What does this love mean? So good luck this week. It's a, it's a tough topic. It's not a fun topic, and uh, but it's just so prevalent in the book of Nahum. I think that's what the Lord would have us kind of wrestle with this week. So let me pray for us as we explore uh, this uh, uh, tough topic, but important one. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we, we don't come to you lightly. We don't come to you tritely. 
Um, so often we do, I do anyway, I come to you as, 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 cause when I, I need something and I make you my servants, I don't say that, but and that's kind of in reality, my mindset. And, and yet you are, you are a God to be feared, to be revered, your holiness who can stand in your presence. We can't. And, and so you do want to burn away our, our sin. You want to, you've saved us through Jesus and, and we rejoice in that. And yet, even in the New Testament, there's passages that seem to call us to, to a place of, of fear and trembling before the living God. And so help us to know how we're to approach you. Uh, not with, I don't think we're to be afraid of you, but there needs to be some kind of healthy fear, Lord. Help us to understand what that looks like for us as Christians, as ones who have an assurance of our salvation. And if we don't, give us that assurance of our salvation. You want us to, to be sure. You don't want us to doubt. And so we pray that you would give us grace this week to have that assurance, but at the same time to know, to not treat it not to be presumptuous or feel entitled to it, but to realize that that we could we could lose that if we walk away in unbelief. And so may we cling to you in faith without turning faith into some good work that I gotta try to have I gotta have good enough faith. There's a danger there too. So uh, Lord help us give us wisdom as we wrestle with with these very important questions. And ultimately may we land on both solid footing of your grace and mercy and forgiveness and the assurance of your forgiveness, while at the same time bowing down in reverent fear before the living God of all creation. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.